This is the Rad Mars Podcast, episode 59. I'm Andy Mindler. And I'm Brendan Chombley. I'm Trevor Williams. I'm Andrew Ford. Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy, Mike. What <laughs> up? <laughs> Here for all the Instagram hashtags, subscribe. <laughs> Hit that like button. <laughs> Where's that like? Sorry, I'm just can we just delete that? <laughs> nope, it's in. Just, no, we can start the whole thing over again. Yo, yo, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll just beep out all of the parts that sort of you know reference liking. Yeah. Um, can, can we like organically podcasts? reconstruct? I don't even know. <laughs> can we can we somehow organically reconstruct what we were just talking about before we actually started? It was cool. Can we? About yeah. how uh, well, we we're talking about well, voice Andy's, acting Andy, and you're, the you're fucking a voice Final actor Fantasy now. trailer. <laughs> yeah, we watched Andy's the a voice actor. We watched the Final Fantasy Origins trailer from E3, which has hilariously bad voice acting, except for the we were really excited who, by it. Yeah, the one guy just yells out hilariously when he murders things like "Die already!" and it's really funny. And <laughs> I, I only know one thing: <laughs> I, I have, have to, to kill, kill chaos. chaos. <laughs> I need to kill chaos. Are you guys both voice actors? <laughs> yep. It sounds pretty That's good. It. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not. Roshi has that talent from from yeah. long ago. <laughs> well, we voice acted some nonsense, like all of us, right? In in some Rad Mars games. I did all the die sound effects for uh Micromancer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I um We all sang a little bit, I remember think, that? Yeah, yeah, all you guys sang a little bit um for the flesh miss. <laughs> But that only worked because we were oh, singing right. a, a horrible demonic chorus yeah. that wasn't supposed to sound yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> dissonant like is that the right word? Did I get it right? Sure. Dissonant, yes. Oh. Music episode. Yeah. <laughs> As a side yeah. note, I have failed. I have tried unsuccessfully to get my parents to listen to the music theory episode, and if I'm not oh. able to get them, professional musicians, to listen to that episode. I can rest comfortably in that they will never listen to any of the other episodes that we ever record. Well, so I think that means you're... No topics are off limits. So you can just talk shit about them nonstop. Oh, yeah. You are yeah. absolutely emancipated guys. Yeah, from absolutely. all responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity right. in disguise. Mm. But we were talking oh, about man. voice acting, and we were talking about audiobooks specifically, how they sometimes... Some of them do voices, not all of them. Uh, but I would say the ones that I, I've been most engrossed by kind of do a bit of voices, voice acting of sorts as they read. And uh, I was saying that I read children's books to Lincoln to put them to bed. And so I've been trying to do the voices of all different characters. And one of them is um, a woman character. And so I was trying to do a woman's voice but not make it like shitty, like, hi, I'm a girl. <laughs> like, just go, what is that called when you like go super high pitch like that? Falsetto. 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 Okay. Yeah. 
because audiobook people like they uh read for female characters all the time and they don't do that and somehow you still register it as oh this is a woman uh and i can't put my finger on what they're doing to make that happen how do they make my brain do that yeah like do they soften it somehow like i I, i've listened to exactly one audiobook in my life what (laughs) um i know right I, i just because the only God, time I ever did it, do you even read books? <laughs> I read, I read lots of books to with my my, my eyes, and then they go into my brain oh. with not oh, my ears. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I just can't do that. I have like ADD or something. <laughs> I stare no. at the page for like twenty five seconds, and then suddenly somewhere I'm else, five pages ahead, and I have no idea. <laughs> also, yeah. so, I'm in a different location. Basically. Same, same. <laughs> there was a period in my life where I was, you know, fairly often spending four hours in a car and or a few minutes at a time in the car. And this is during college, right? Either driving back and forth between Rochester and home, but also just driving to class from my apartment. And that's when I listened to an audiobook. But um, yeah, the guy did voices. And whenever he spoke in a woman's voice, he kind of just like went up a little bit and softened it a little. Like not quite like this, but yeah. I'm the woman voice. This is my woman voice if I'm this guy as an audiobook. I don't know. How does that sound? <laughs> I was I convinced. Yeah. I... <laughs> closed my eyes and i pictured a beautiful woman (laughs) (laughs) you should see perfectly tousled hair and beard you should see what i look like with the female instagram filter yeah it is there you go it is striking right are you a beautiful lady i weirdly yeah (laughs) 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 it's because i have a very like not look good the I beard doesn't very, translate well. Sort of, you know, thinner, triangular kind of face. I think it kind of works. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's not like I don't have like this big square jaw or anything like that. Yeah. Even though it's supposed to, it's supposed to soften your jaw, anyways. Those filters are weird as hell. Big, big man jaw for biting yeah. meat. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like in the audiobook, even though the voice is clearly not a woman's voice, it's just. Whatever that particular change is, the sort of like heightening of pitch, softening of the voice, whatever it is, like it's been established just, I guess, as sort of like, I don't know, um, a standard in the like industry. Like shorthand? Yeah. I mean, it's basically just sort of like it's an established convention that like a person, a guy speaking with that sort of voice is speaking as a sort of, you know, female character. Mm. And people who have listened to any number of audiobooks, like in, I think it just sort of like is a short circuit in their minds. Like, okay, now you're representing a female character, even though clearly it doesn't sound like a female character, but it's enough of a change in a particular way that convention establishes that's what it is. There's like a, there's like a, a through line here. There's a thing called, I think it's called a cringe curve where like at a certain point you just acclimate to what's going on. And then, like, your brain just kind of, like, accepts it and, like, doesn't even cause any weird alarms about it anymore. It there's, like, there's, like, a... Like, a little related to the suspension of disbelief, right? As long as it's not knocking you out of your suspension yeah. of disbelief, you can kind of just play along and be like, yep, that's the female voice. Even though this deep, it's like, manly um, voice is using it. It's, like, a thing in, in animation and, like, video games a lot. And uh, I've heard that term come up where they're, like... You need to get past that point for people to, you know, suspend their disbelief better. I think I think it's definitely related to that. And then you can start piling on the weird shit, <laughs> you know. Um, God, I wish I could remember where I heard that because, like, I, I remember this being like pretty. Whatever I don't know. I so you up. do like a gradual introduction to robots, and then after you've done that, then you start throwing in the time traveling aliens from 
you know, outer world penis. I don't know. Planet penis. <laughs> You're like, that's not a planet. And you're like, oh, fuck, we went too far. Should have just been planet P. Like in uh, Starship Troopers. Planet P. I'm sending you back to P. <laughs> That's that what really Patrick Harris said. Yeah. Is that really? It's P in the movie? Yeah. Wow. Planet P. Great. Good job. <laughs> that movie is wild. I want to know if that was in the book or not. Oh, I 100% like, was not. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't listen to the book, but most things in that movie were not in the book. Yeah. I mean, I read the book and I liked it, but it's also very funny because it's like from the yeah. 40s or something and it's very like is it actually like 40s? pro-fascism <laughs> yeah know. it's, oh, it's supposed to be of what, what really? the movie is obviously satire the movie yeah. is really satire yeah aren't they, the book is like much older anti, like i don't know i don't know much about the book is i it? thought they were i thought well, yeah the, it's the, been the, a long time since i read the book i don't know i think they're both supposed to be kind of a fighting the... commentary on that style of militaristic like propagandistic life but the movie does it by being a satire, whereas the book I thought did it by just being like kind of like 1984, like just like kind of showing living it. in the terrible terribleness. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that's what I'd heard. But like I said, I haven't read the book. That's possible. I mean, you know, I, I read the book a long time ago. Yeah, it's also got, got cool around. power armor in it, and I like that. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, power it's like Gundam, armor. right? Where it's like this is obviously clearly anti-war, but. Also, here's these cool robots. But fuck games. you, robots shooting things. <laughs> yeah, everyone like the original like Gundams were all anti-war and how ter- terrible war is and stuff like that. And what everyone took away from it was fuck you, giant robots, space war. <laughs> way <laughs> over their like, heads. Miserable and terrible, and their families are all dying. And they're fighting their friends, shouting at each other over the radio. I don't yeah. know. Why would you have your comms open like that? Fucking animes like that, man. I don't know. You're fighting. I don't know. I give up. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that conversation. I'm gonna, so I'm you... gonna hit the abort button. Just... <laughs> Are you saying to... that your suspension of disbelief was suspended? No, I actually eat that shit up. But it's really <laughs> stupid. <laughs> when you think deeply about it after the fact, you're like, "Well, that was yeah. dumb." Like at the in the time, I'm like, "Yes, you're fighting oh, yeah, the... for your ideals <laughs> and your freedom." And the other guy wow. is like, I have competing ideas that are equally as valid, and it's very sad that we have to fight about it. And then they kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every series of Gundam. Yeah. If only you believe good. in yourself harder, your rocket from I your Gundam can push that asteroid harder. Well, that's that's anime land, man. If you're determined more, your robot will become stronger. <laughs> determination de- defines everything. We'll get a Did you know that determination is a stat burner. in Final Fantasy fourteen and it increases your damage? Wow. Determination? Yeah, determination. Wow. How do you how it. do you increase your determination? You socket materia into your clothes. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not like t- like the more they should they should have made it something where it's like uh the more times you uh team up with people in a party and you like go on raids together, you like mm-hmm. create a friendship bond. And then yeah. during a battle, if one of your friends dies, your determination shoots through the roof, like Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be fun. That would be fun. Like, your best shit. friends with Pikachu. Sometimes he can avoid a fatal hit because he loves you so much. Right. Wow. How great would that <laughs> no, be? Fight like more, a, Pokemon. How great would that be in like a boss battle though? It's like your character goes fucking Super Saiyan. <laughs> mm. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. We Do gotta it. put that in my RPG. That's right. There you go. There we the go. Friendship bond. <laughs> system mm-hmm. 
I'm chewing shit on this. That's bad. All right, goodbye. You can, you can eat <laughs> determination beans. That's the other way. Just beans. It's a buff. Increase your determination. Don't take my pretzel. It's not for you. What? It's not for cats. I'm just saying, she like, fucking loves this shit. Look at, look at this. <laughs> wow. What's what happening? Like? We, so we just saw a white cat's tail just go across the screen twice. No other part of the cat is visible. It was very fluffy. <laughs> she uh, really wants this fucking pretzel for some reason. There's nothing. Let her sniff it. Eat on that. So then she can just can be like, okay. no, she like wants to bite it. Oh. Like my cat, like he'll be like, wow. what, do you, what do you got? What do you got? And I let him sniff it. And it's like, you know, made of something citrus. And then he like recoils. No, she's like, she's going to take it. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, fuck yeah, pretzel. <laughs> you need to check your cat's like salt content of, of her diet or something. <laughs> she just needs salt. She needs yeah, a salt lick. Salt. Like a she's a salt lick like ours. Salt lick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it reminds me a little bit of uh, my parents' dog, Remy. Um, mm -hmm. Every morning when I take a shower, I'm sort of like, leave the new clothes <laughs> take out. And... Take a shit. <laughs> no. Take a shit. No. I, I leave a pair of socks out, and without fail, he will grab them, and he will move them somewhere else, and then just sort of abandon them. He he wants the socks, but he doesn't know what to do with them once he's stolen them. And like, if I leave the door open and like bring them back, he'll come in and he'll steal them again and put them somewhere else in the house. He's like, don't touch my socks. Pretty much. He wants socks. Oh. Have you put socks on him before? I've not. I'm actually supposed to buy him some booties because it's uh, getting real hot. And if I want to walk him outside, I think it was like 107 pretty recently. Whoa. Arizona Jesus. is hot. Right. So you got to get little booties. I didn't think like about protect that. Protect the feet. Yeah. Good reminder. I'll look it up right now so I don't forget. <laughs> Tell us. Tell us how much they cost on Amazon. <laughs> this, is great. Jeff Bezos. This, this is great I, podcast content oh, yeah. look up shit on I, amazon see how much it costs well, <laughs> well i typed in dog boot and it <laughs> auto completed to dog booties Thanks. adorable <laughs> booty 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 rocking everywhere <laughs> So that reminds me of the topic we had. To <laughs> I tried to transition to it earlier. But I know I you did. <laughs> I tried. Uh, you want me to take it away? Like, since what is the topic? Some shit. Yeah, please take it away. Take it away. Okay. So I watched a really interesting video on YouTube a day or two ago. Uh, kind of inspired this idea. But I'll first I'll just explain the video because it was cool. It was about um, the purple color. The purple color. The color purple in video the games. Purple and color. Why the purple color. <laughs> it's about the purple color and why it's the color of corruption in video games. I thought that was just like a really interesting thesis statement. And he like kind of went off in this whole like thing about how um, color, the, like the language of color has been sort of like ingrained in games and gaming. And like people who play a lot of games will notice like these certain patterns. And the pattern that he really focuses on is the color purple. Um, and it's often used as like the color of poison or like evil, corrupted magic. You know, if you think of like um, warlocks, like in, in uh, World of Warcraft, you know, they use a lot of purple colored magic. Um, if like, like you know, like the Zerg uh, creep is like corrupting the world, that, that shit is, is purple. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, he had a couple couple good yeah, reasons like, for it. The Queen of Blades is all purple, right? Yeah, and she becomes mm -hmm. even more purple when she's getting like even more corrupted or like changing even more. Like her eyes turn purple, I think. Right. Yeah, um, purple lines or like veins and shit start glowing on her face. Well, yeah, he even goes off and talks about some other colors, right? And one one reason is because 
purple is like kind of like a leftover color when you like it stands out against the environment because it's rare like in nature you know so like green is in like the trees and the plants and it also has certain associations with games red is like color of blood like there's like a lot of reasons why you wouldn't use other colors and purple is sort of the one that sticks behind um but the cool thing about the whole thing really was that uh it is true that we go in and we played so many games that like certain colors just sort of mean something to us but they don't mean the same things to someone who might not be so familiar with games um and there's probably like a lot of things like that out there not just about colors, but it'd be fun to talk, talk about colors first. You know, mm. uh, like you guys could probably think of some, right? Like, what are, what are what are the color? Like, what are the colors you see in games all the time? What do they usually mean? Blue, magic. Blue, red, is magic. Health. Yep. Red is usually health. Yeah. Green, stamina. Really? Yeah, yeah I guess stamina. that's true. That's right. Green is often like a stamina. Sometimes or... yellow. Yeah. Yep. Yellow. Um. One one thing that the guy pointed out in the video was yellow and white are often uh like indicators on a map. You know, like where you need to go next, like waypoints, uh, which kind of I also like... feel like white is ultimate holy good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it can be holy good. Like, ah! Yeah. I'm thinking like, actually, I guess also sort of like rainbow colors. I'm thinking like Hyperbeam from Super Metroid. Well, it's interesting that like white, yeah, holy is usually white, but like mm -hmm. dark spells are usually like a deep purple. They're yeah. not like black. Mm. Um, yeah, he was saying that. Guess you need some contrast to show up on a black background. Yes. Yeah. There's some artistic reasons, right? You can't shade black, but you can shade purple. Mm-hmm. But um, one, you know, uh, we're all go for it. Go for it. Oh, I just this may be a little tangent, but I think one really interesting thing I've noticed recently is a uh, yellow as an environmental indicator. I don't know if it's just because I've noticed it or if it's because of the modern trend, but think of how many like 3D. Like modern games have yellow, like yellow stuff really sticks out as a thing in the environment. It's oh, like that's the ladder you that? have to go. Yeah, you can climb that. Yeah. So like it's in Horizon Zero Dawn. It's in I think both Resident Resident Evil Seven and Eight. Mm -hmm. I feel like every 3D it's, game like does this now, and I it's I don't know yeah. if I like again I I don't know if I'm just noticing it now for if some people just discovered it and now it just has become canon. Control did like, that, and uh, before yeah. that, the Tomb Raider series was using white. They had white paint on things. Mm -hmm. um but then i i think uncharted like, i feel like did it first like they started yellow. color coding that i think it was either yellow or white I, i'm pretty sure it was yellow because there was just like yellow shit all over the walls that you could climb because like they had that whole clambering part to all all the uncharted games where you'd like doing free climbing stuff yeah and the ledges were always distinctly colored like oh you can you can grab onto this you can jump onto this oh yeah i remember that, that. white yellow it's, it's i think there's a out. There's like a real world analog, right? Like on maps or signs, yellow is like, take notice Culture. of this thing in the environment. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think partially because it stands out. It's bright, yeah. It's also in um, Hard Space Shipbreaker, the cut points, like the spots that you can like specifically target to make a ship fall apart. Bright yellow. Hmm. 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 <laughs> yeah, I uh, guess yellow is I mean, I guess like... it makes... Alert. That stuff feels more like... Um... Like people just kind of agreed, you know. Like somebody did it. Whoever, whoever did it well first, people are just yeah. like, oh, let's do that. <laughs> that that works. Let's do that. Yeah, hmm. it's like um, how all of the fucking third person games eventually shifted into using the left stick to move and the right stick to look. Like if you remember the '90s, like the nightmare oh, that was Jesus. in the early 2000s, like every 3D game, like people couldn't get their shit together. They're like, is it move turn? Is it strafe move? 
Mm. Is it oh God. use the triggers to look around? Yeah. Do you remember look the up? Can you look remember the controls, controls for yeah. uh, Goldeneye? Exactly, yeah. right? Like <laughs> yeah, the best, like, the best Goldeneye method. Problem. The best yeah. Goldeneye method is when you take the two controllers and you can play it like a dual stick game, but it still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, the first you solid... like hold, it, hold down a button to make your game look up and down. I don't know. It's awful. Oh yeah. God, the yellow buttons. Ah, they're yellow. But that's like that's. That's with everything in kind of video games is like who did it best first and then like everyone just looks at it it's like oh copy that now I don't have to think about it great you did it for me yeah. I feel like that's the case with almost any sort of creative endeavor you know there's always yeah. a certain amount of taking what other people have established and when they come up with a good idea taking it for yourself and using mm -hmm. it but I feel like in terms of I... video games that's like more heavily done like movies don't do that quite as much as like video games for video games it's like if there's like a minor mechanic or something like that that really works people jump on that shit and it becomes like a trend like everywhere don't they though like there's then, a million michael bay knockoffs there's a million <laughs> you know shooter mcduder movies okay but I mean, there's, a, a, like, there's a bunch of them but like every single video game will do these things you know what i'm saying that's true yeah where it's like like universal versus like a stylistic thing. Mm. I mean, I think that I could, I could explain that somewhat, I think. And it's based on honestly the experience making games with you guys, which is like, anytime we try to go like way out of the norm of like a, a kind of a specific sort of established genre, <laughs> we struggle both in creating it. Right. Cause we don't have as many tools like at our disposal to, to like put together. And also like, it's just harder to make it fun. It's harder to make it familiar. So like usually our most our most successful games have been taking something already pretty established and then just like doing like a small tweak on it and that's like been a it's been a pretty common thing I think for I mean most creatives but also in the game industry specifically and it just makes the game really accessible to players so they have like you know ninety percent of the game they kind of already get and then that little bit extra that you did is the fun interesting new part and they can grasp it because they've got a solid base you know what I mean yeah yeah. But it does require like that. Adding time travel to Mario. Yeah, well, we didn't do that, but yes. <laughs> no. Uh, right, but like yeah, color, that's um, really... evolution to Mario. Yeah. <laughs> what color is that, Sandy? Sorry. The color things that uh, I think are is weird to me is the mixture of like, or not the mixture, the the choice of green or red for health. Like to mm -hmm. me, when I'm like, when I think of like when I make things, I'm like, I want that to be the health. I always go with red. But I mean, you pointed this out that green is health, and I, like it doesn't for some reason in my mind that doesn't register like hmm. as like a first like that doesn't register to me as like being an option. Like, oh, that's weird. Um, mm. So as as soon as you say that, like if I think of like a life bar that's green, I assume that the person is poisoned. Like, oh, really? That's just so common in games. Yeah, I feel like it mm. used to be. Nowadays, green often means like good health, and then it turns red as you get less. You know, maybe it depends on the game. What games like a big... use green for health? Like, like oh, the like Resident Evil. Yeah, Resident Evil has res like it's actually been this way for a really long time. Where Resident Evil has a gradient from green to red. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, as your health your health starts out as green and becomes red, and also purple is poisoned. Huh. Your health isn't really a meter; it's more like an EKG thing. But yeah, I guess it's sort as a meter because it starts off as like great and it's green, and then you go down to like yellow caution and there's like a dark yellow caution and then there's like a red danger see that makes yeah, sense the... to me how they got there because if it's it's not a bar you know like if that yeah 
the representation is something other than a bar like i i can get that like you like you said like a meter that makes sense to me yeah uh, a meter i'm saying the word meter like the fuck uh like a gauge almost is what i'm thinking yeah. of. Mm. um I mean, yeah, I guess... in Final Fantasy, your health is green and your mana is pink. In World of Warcraft, I feel like your health is red and your mana is blue. Is your health green in World of Warcraft? I, have to... I think a... your health is red. Is this like an Eastern-Western thing? Where, like, Japanese the, the poison thing. green? I don't know about green and red for health, but poison is definitely East-West, like, specifically Japanese. Like, anything Japanese, poison is yeah. almost always purple. It's in... It's in, like you said, Resident Evil. It's in the Pokemon. UI. Sorry, go ahead. It's in One Piece. That was actually like where I really started to notice it because there's a there's a character who just is poison. And you know, if you know about One Piece, like you get a devil fruit and you become like a thing. One guy becomes poison, and when he becomes poison, he's very purple, and there's purple waves of poison running everywhere. Japanese people mm-hmm. use poison or purple for poison. But yeah, we used to use green as poison, at least when I was a kid. Although I feel like maybe the influence of purple as poison is seeped into Western Western stuff as well. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I know in um, Path of Exile, poison used to be green. Um, but they're very specific about... Or they eventually became very specific about their damage colors. They used to be a little free willy with it. But like now, it's always like... Pretty much anything that's like white or red is physical because of bleeding or whatever. Anything mm. that's like light blue slash like bright white is lightning. Um, there's like a they added this new damage type called chaos, which they changed poison to be, and that's all purple. So anything uh-huh. spooky, weird, anything spooky and weird is chaos, and it's all poison and poisonous de- deals chaos damage, and all that stuff is all purple now, which is interesting because they changed it. Because poison used to be green. Yeah. And now hmm. all of the weird stuff is purple. Um, you know what's a color we haven't talked about? So spooky. Spooky is purple. <laughs> yeah. Orange. Does Brown? orange have a meaning in orange. games? The only thing I can think of where orange is a really it's strong. It's something that's almost too scary for you to fight. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if, if the just main fight is level. orange, you're like... That's gonna be a good XP. That's that's exactly <laughs> right because uh, mm-hmm. the division does that. Where it's if it's orange, you're like ooh ooh, I'm gonna get medium some XP, level but danger. It'll be tough. Yeah, medium yeah. to high danger. danger. Yeah, it's also used in like those health color gradients between like green healthy and actually is it? Yeah, red? yeah, between and, yellow and red. Yeah, yellow and red. Yeah. There's the sort of like. <laughs> there's like a very universal like it's used in a lot of places just in culture like that that gradient from green to yellow to orange to red it's like in bell peppers and <laughs> and in video games and in a bunch of other things i know it's like you just made a face but i've noticed it Stop in a lot lights. of places yeah those four colors together the other place orange, it's funny because it's also like a safe safety to like danger progressive danger to more yeah danger. yeah that's really yeah, weird right um orange uh, as the other half of Portal. Orange, right? you happy to see me? <laughs> <laughs> so, I got you. Uh, got com- so a bit of a non sequitur here, but uh, mm. there's a related interesting problem, which is uh, disposal of nuclear waste. Um, <laughs> so for My. example, like when a- when a lot of this was happening uh, back in, you know, like Cold War era times, they wanted to figure out some way that they could label the waste sites such that if someone was to dig them up 
many, you know, millennium in the future that didn't share a common language or anything like that because of, say, the collapse of civilization due to nuclear war. They would know <laughs> that the thing is dangerous and not to go it. And not to sort of like dig into it. About this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so basically they had to think of like, okay, we we are thinking of a future society that we have nothing in common with. How can we possibly come up with some sort of symbology that will ward them away without sharing a language or any sort of common conventions of the type that we're talking about? And, and without I can't peaking, for the life of me remember what the outcome of this was. was I, I remember one of them. It, yes, I think. No. One of the things though is of course you have to also not pique their curiosity, right? If you if you make this like crazy symbology they're going to be like what is this what's hidden here let us dig because that's how humans Ooh, are mysteries <laughs> yeah and the other yeah. the other thing is that if you make it a really protected like uh, you know like safeguards and like it's trying to keep you out people are going to think there's treasure in there because like yeah. tombs have treasure in them so and yeah. they're very heavily guarded so, yeah people experiment they're like with... look at all this glowing treasure it's amazing <laughs> and they're like actually you're dead now sorry <sighs> Did you know they used to make plates out of like what is it uranium or something like that? Like, God, yeah, idiots. they uh, fuck. What was the name of it? Um, they used radium in radius. like uh, yeah. in uh, stopwatches or yeah. not stopwatches, but wristwatches in order to illuminate the dials at night. Uh, there's actually like some major like uh, health uh, cancers caused by all the women who worked in that industry. Yeah, uh, and there was also like an attempt to sort of cover it up by the employer. It was. Uh, it's a long thing. It's also pretty nasty. There was like, like drinking it, it, that had radium in it too that would glow in the dark. Yeah. It's like, what, what is wrong with you? I, I guess you don't know. They don't know. Right. But the, like for, in the radium case, like they would use radium laced paints and yeah. uh, the women who were sort of painting them would lick the brushes <laughs> in order to get them to a fine sort of like point. So like there was all sorts of like oral cancers that they got as a result of this. Oh my God. It's kind Yikes. of similar to um, how, you know, the Mad Hatter is a result of right. the use of mercury. mercury in the manufacturing of house, uh, hats uh, back in the day. Haberdashery. Mm. Do you guys want to hear words of all time? <laughs> you guys want to hear what the outcome that I remember, at least, at least the last time I looked into this nuclear waste problem was? Like what the solution was? Absolutely. Yes. Start a cult. What? Like to literally like set up like a priesthood of the radioactive waste and you pass it down from millennia to millennia. And it's their job to like kind of safeguard it and prevent people from going into it. But like treat it like a religion, not like a science. Wow. Yep. Make a make a radioactive waste cult. And apparently, you I know, mean, it would that, totally work. Yeah, <laughs> we got plenty right, of religions like, that are thousands upon thousands of years old. Because they just take advantage of the so sort of passing it on from generation to generation. See, I so was expecting sort of like someone to be where... like. Um, it's a yellow or an orange can. That's what I. That's where I thought you were going with this. <laughs> I was like, oh. nope. The answer was orange. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just thinking of like uh, the Planet of the Apes with them worshiping nuclear bombs. Yeah, sort of like that. <laughs> I mean, nowadays I, I've become like such a constructivist, which is like the idea that people don't learn from being told; they learn from experience. Maybe you just leave an open pit of radioactive waste and they figure it out for themselves. And then they, then they communicate to, to their communities. Don't go there. Uh, Joe just melted. God. So um, don't go there. <laughs> well, th so I, I've got a somewhat modern example of how this doesn't work. Um, and maybe other people have uh, heard this story as well. But there's a place in South America where there was a hospital that had a sort of, you know, a some sort of like a x-ray scanner machine that had a lot of like really radioactive uh, material inside of it 
in use in part of you know medical medical imaging. And this particular hospital was moving, but for whatever reason wasn't able to move this particular property um, or the particular machine. And basically said to the local government, hey, we've got this really dangerous radioactive material here. Uh, we'd like to move it. And they're like, nope, you can't move it. They're like, okay. Um, We're going to leave You can't place a guard. You can place a guard uh, in order to keep people from going in there. So they placed a guard. And this kind of functioned in the way that um, you had interpreted earlier in that because people saw that there was a guard there, they interpreted that there was something in there worth stealing. And so when the guard went on break for a while, they broke into the building, they stole the radioactive material, oh, and then they started playing with it and breaking it apart because they're like, wow, this is really shiny. This is really pretty. It glows. And so people were sort of like messing around with it, um, giving it to other people as... And I think this was also like a um, the guy who got it was... In, or it was sold to was in charge of like a scrap metal yard. Um, but of course, you know, they had no idea what to make of it. And so the net result of this was like 20 people got like severe radiation poisoning, like five people died, something like that. But Ford, I think you were sort of nodding earlier. You probably remember more about the story than I do. Yeah. I mean, I think you covered most of my knowledge of it is that, yeah, people broke into this place and they were like making little trinkets out of it because it looked cool and they didn't understand yeah. what it was. Well, I mean, that's doubly bad too, because like, you're not going to die right away. Like, yeah. if you got blown up immediately, okay, sure, don't go in the landmine field. But, like, <laughs> if you have a weird radioactive bullshit, you're not going to die for, like, months or years. You're just going to be awful and suffer. Yeah, are you going <laughs> to draw yes. a line, like, a connection to breaking into that fucking hospital and me? Or, like, like sky spirits killed cancer. me because we didn't water our crops. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so that's, like, a removed enough cause and effect that... You know, one of the symptoms of radiation poisoning is like digestive stuff you throw up or whatever, or your intestines get destroyed. It's like, well, I must have eaten something bad. Like, yeah. No, your, your whole gut floor has been annihilated and you're going to die. Yeah. You've been carrying around nuclear waste around your neck, you fucking idiot. This is a really, oh, man, I love, I love the tone that this episode went, the, the, the shift from colors and games. <laughs> from fun video games to nuclear bombs. Um, um, so World of I, Warcraft has red uh, health bars, <laughs> but they're also all over the place. What do you mean they're all over so, the place? Like, you can customize your UI, and the default UI is also kind of inconsistent. I guess it's changed a lot over the years, so I don't know. Um, Mana seems to always be blue, and um, there's a whole bunch of other different things because different classes have different gauges, but stamina is yellow, if that makes yeah. any the robes, right? I do feel like it's interesting how like mm -hmm. mana is way more consistent in blue than the color for health is. Yeah, I wonder yeah, why. Yeah, it's like a, it's like the color of like the sky and the water, the kind of naturey but mysterious. It's kind of what magic is, right? That's, that was the theory in the video that I watched at least. You could see it. Hmm. Blue is also not a natural. Well, the like word a, mana is is like. Sorry, blue is like a like a. I don't know if you think about like a potion, blue is not a natural color either, but it's not like an evil, it's not like a, a dangerous looking mm. color like purple. So actually, I think it fits perfectly blue for, for magic type stuff. <laughs> if you found a bottle full of blue liquid, you wouldn't be like, this is going to kill me. You'd think that probably tastes delicious. <laughs> probably tastes like blue. <laughs> Andy, Andy, do yeah. you drink the like stuff that the, the combs are in in the barbershop? <laughs> Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he really wants to. You mean that's not refilling my mana? Yeah. 
I mean, if what it's about blue, blue Gatorade, the best flavor? That, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or yeah. antifreeze, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, actually, don't drink that. What color are Tide Pods? Are they purple? They're blue and orange. They're multicolored. Blue and orange. Or green. Mm-hmm. Green, blue, and orange. Some of yep. them. I heard an ad recently for like child proof Tide Pods. I'm like, wow, this is where we as a society have gone. You got to make them a Tide Pod challenge. Too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just kids doing that. Well, that one we can, we can, that's okay. They can destroy their gastrointestinal tract or whatever the fuck they, by eating bleach. That's a yeah, that's well, a, definitely that's a trend different from... than uh, radioactive material because they know it's bad for them and they see <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, this is gonna kill me. I better eat it. Yeah, can't believe Make we're talking about Tide Pods. Grapefruit. That was from three years ago. Three yeah, years we ago. are the lowest brow. We are the lowest of brow. Also, <laughs> we're grumpy old yeah. folks. No, so if I you're to gonna redesign back... Tide Pods with a different color in order to make them look scary. What color would that be? Skull. Jet black. Purple. Brown. Yeah. Brown, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, brown. They get shit brown and no one's going to eat that. <laughs> well, chocolate's brown, though. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, damn. But chocolate's like a nice brown. It's not like a lumpy, gross. Not a chalky like, horror brown. Yeah. It's like, ooh. Honestly, Crumbly, clear. Wet. Why, do we, why do we have to dye all of our fucking soaps? Just make it clear. Make it white and clear. That's not going to look delicious. It's just going to look like fucking soap. That's true. It's a solid, though, isn't it? It's like powder it's fluid, and it? fluid. It's, got, it's like it's a Tide Pod's got pouches. Yeah. Different, several different things in one. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, fucking face cleaning. Video game shit. Video game shit, guys. Come on, stay focused. <laughs> I don't magic wand. <laughs> you, um, you said you wanted to expand this outside of just color. What were I you did. imagining? What was where did I? You, where did you imagine this conversation going <laughs> instead of where it went? <laughs> so I thought um, we would be interesting. Conversational friends, not the generous talking about Tide Pods. <laughs> if you've been on this podcast for a year, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why I keep going to this. Like my brain keeps going to spinning power ups. Power ups spin uh-huh. things that you pick up for spin. And why is that? And would a person yeah. who doesn't play video games automatically spin? know that? I kind I of just like to yes. differentiate from the environment, right? Because like the environment is fixed and you can't interact with it but things that move you can interact with that makes sense this this is tricky for us to imagine though like if you had never played a video game before would you know to that you're supposed to like run over and collect it i don't know no but like i think this is the wait wait i have a i have a reason why i say yes and that's because uh a lot of people grew up with cartoons now if you paid attention when you were watching cartoons you could always tell what was going to like animate or when something was going to happen because if like they walked up to a door and that door looked different than the rest of the environment you knew they could they would open that door or because it was changed it was cell shaded and it wasn't it was like cell shaded background versus yeah. painted yeah <laughs> it exactly stood that. out and you were like why does that door look shitty oh it's a monster came through <laughs> that was always bullshit you're like well, what's going to happen with that apple? Clearly, that apple is not like the other apples in that background bowl. Something's going to happen with that apple. And then they pick it up or it yeah. comes alive or something. Yeah, um, that fucking, I knew it. I knew it. My child you know brain who, was so over it. You know who doesn't do that is, uh, oh, shit. My brain just turned off. Um, South uh, Park. The, Princess Mononoke. What's the director? 
what his name? Miyazaki. 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 In his films, they don't have that because what they'll do is they'll paint the individual frames before, like they'll do transition frames where they hand paint the individual frames as it begins to move into a cell shading. So you don't realize like as they grab it, it'll like transition into cell shading. Whoa. Whoa. That's, That's very cool. So like and if you went frame by frame, it'd be gotta, like slightly less painterly. Yeah. Sounds really cool. Yeah. So yeah, spinning power ups was one of the ones I You'll was thinking You'll see it of, in, like, uh, um, I still have ping issues, don't I? So I have a theory about this. My it's, theory yeah. is that um, spinning power ups are because it's one of the most effective ways to show that it's animating in pixel art. Similar to how fighting game idle animations are like kind of like all over the place. They're moving a lot. Because you can't they're, have they're like a those subtle... like uh, they're like those uh, blow up guys in front of car dealerships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like moving a whole lot. Like yeah. no human being moves like that, right? But you can't have really subtle motions in pixel art because there's a limited you know resolution that you can move in a single pixel. So if it moves just one pixel, it won't look right. So you move it a lot and you keep it moving in like a fluid look. And it like kind of like tricks your brain into realizing that it's just like chunking on pixel levels. Mm-hmm. So if you have a coin and you want it to move so it doesn't look like it's a static background, the only things you can do are have it move up and down or spin. If you have it move up and down, you'd have to move it up and down a lot to make it not look mm-hmm. shitty because it would just go like meh, 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 meh. It meh, would take meh. up a lot of like space vertically. Yeah. But if you have it spin. You could have a lot of different frames of it spinning. Mike and it is looks like it's his moving. arms. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see my arms. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'm so used to Zoom. Every day. Zoom calls. Anyway. Um, Maybe we should do something original and be the first podcast that does it over recording videos. Yeah. No one's ever done it before. Probably I'll... not. <laughs> yeah. We're the first. World first. We could, we could call it, it a podcast. First. A vodcast. <laughs> Pretty sure that's just. And I, I would. Role. I would guarantee you, it's like, like um, in in RPGs, like you know, the text crawling out, like as the characters are talking. I always thought that was just because it's cooler. No, it's because you can't render a whole bunch of shit in one frame on the NES. So there's a limit to how much you could draw. <laughs> yeah. So, so they couldn't just pop it all in at once. They, they couldn't to, pop like, it all it. in at once. They got to animate it out. That's amazing. Oh, that's why I didn't know that. And, 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 and that convention cool. was carried to many, you know, mediums where it wasn't necessary. Like World of Warcraft originally did that as well. It yeah. infuriated me. Technical like, limitations as style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you remember like, uh, that's Celeste. totally why you did it. Like in Celeste, yeah. uh, they actually really took a really good use of that trope because then they made each character have like a little bit of like a tone and like each one with a different voice and would like do that tone yeah. as the text came out. And each character felt like they had a voice without being voice acted. It was... Very good. Undertale did that really, really well, too. Huge fan of that. <laughs> yeah. Really dumb. But, There's um, a dog character that had that. <laughs> this whole thing we're talking about, right, is like the idea. Uh, this is a thing that I have to like contend with. And I'm sure some of you do, too. It's like the idea of games literacy. Just like having literacy in anything else. Like you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are familiarized with sort of the common tropes and common conventions of like a particular way of doing things. And uh, it's always surprising sometimes what we take mm-hmm. advantage, uh, like what we take for granted of as like 
just part of playing games. And then I don't know if you guys have ever play tested or like, I don't know, put a game in front of like your parents or something that don't play mm -hmm. games and like get so surprised at what you take for, take for, for granted and they don't. Mm -hmm. um, one that gets me. Yeah. Uh, start I, to I've pause. Gotten, the what? what Pressing about start to pause, you know, like oh, basically yeah. just having this control in the middle of your controller, which, you know, you press and then everything stops. <laughs> and then once they learned that, games went to like unpossible and remember that, that transition yeah. where it's like just pause the game and come to dinner yeah. it's like i can't it's multiplayer <laughs> pretty much it's a league of legends it's, it's, in it's a ranked game to anyone who didn't grow up like playing video games a controller is like unknowable yeah <laughs> like i handed it's like an alien Lindsay device and i was like we're gonna play a racing game and it was just like she she couldn't control like the camera she had a lot of problems with like just you know you know figuring out which button to press when uh mm -hmm. like she just didn't have like the motor control or i guess like the brain mapping you know where right. like, you think oh, yeah. to yourself i need to stop and you instantly pull it whereas she's trying to figure out which one to hit so it's take there's like lag when it happens and it, it you know whereas I mean, like i think it's us... somewhat i was going to I was going to say, I think it's somewhat analogous to if you took one of us who are, you know, games literate and put us in front of a 747 cockpit, we'd be like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. We would nail it. We would yeah. fucking land that I'm shit. fully instrument trained in Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you don't, we, maybe if you got, like, if, if there was a version of a 747 that, like, when you were eight years old, the 747 was controlled by four buttons, and then a few years later, they came out with one that was controlled by, like, eight buttons, and, like, every few years, they added a few more buttons to the 747. That's what we got to experience. We got to experience the NES controller. Yeah. And it was just, well, like, yeah. you had A, B, start. Probably what and it then, was like. At a yeah snes was like two more buttons and two shoulder buttons and then you know fast forward to now it's like what there's like th six like shoulder buttons now for a lot of these and like four buttons over mm -hmm. here four buttons like a d-pad two joysticks you can press each joystick it's nuts when you really stop but it's it. interesting that that's 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 topped out right like all yeah. controllers have converged and like they haven't really changed i don't think they've right. changed in like the past 10 years right 10 no. 15 years unless you're nintendo all, they God. don't count their pro controller is the exact same as like a playstation or anything like i yeah. have a pro controller and it's identical and oh my god nintendo is fucking brilliant because they started doing instead of like a button prompt that is like X, yes yes it's this. four circles and one is bigger the bottom one the left one the right one or the top one and it's all oh, yeah. because of the weird little Joy-Cons, because you can't have a consistent button mapping if it's rotated sideways. Yeah. Constraints are make creativity. I don't know. It, but it's like... the best. It's the best. I love it so much. I wish everyone, because so many games uh, are, are like cross-platform or whatever. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, you know, in the one that I'm working on, we have to do button mapping, you know? And so we have different icons for each brand, you know, Xbox and playstation so we have to like dynamically switch out which button it is that you press like x or square or whatever and you know yeah and i'm it's like, like just do just do what nintendo does it's the bottom one yeah. <laughs> hit the bottom one and i think all of the major console manufacturers have had x buttons on their controllers and, and they're all, all of them are located in different yeah. locations nintendo They've, x button is on the right playstation x buttons on the bottom x buttons on the 
or top for Xbox. Huh, Xbox. Wrong. It's not? Is Xbox <laughs> I think it's on the left? left? Fact check. Xbox is on the, yeah, Xbox, Xbox, Xbox is, is on, on the, the left. left. Nintendo is on the top. Oh, my God. Well, no, you see, because I'm looking at the GameCube controller, and the X button is on the left. So they, they moved it. Oh. You can't see it, but... Xbox yeah, is on, on, right. on the right wow. side. The right side. I said right. I don't know. Whatever. I meant right. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> I'm really stupid. But like, you get the idea. The X button is in a different, different location for every single game. But I also, also just had a GameCube controller with an arm's reach just for some reason. Yeah, Super Smash. Yeah, I thought right. that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, there's uh, there's like the awesome um, melee uh, rollback netcode. Uh, for for like a, a GameCube emulator, um, it's really good. It's called Project Slippy, so you can play Smash Melee with people over the internet with a uh, really low latency. Oh, nice. Okay, I was like, where is he going with that? What is he? What is it? What is this language he's speaking? I get it. That sounds really cool. Sorry, I don't know. There's a lot of technical <laughs> terms in there, but rollback that code. Woo. Anyway, whatever. Um, my the fact is is that it's stupid that all of the X buttons are different, and also. It's even weirder because of the cultural differences between Japan and America, where in Japan, a circle means yes, like iconic mm, yeah. in, in their iconography. A circle is the yes button, which is why it's in like Japanese the same as a check mark for us. You hit. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then the X is cancel in <gasps> Japanese oh. games, which is why every Final Fantasy game you've ever played has been fucking weird because the circle button is yes and the X button is no. <laughs> Which is the complete opposite from our arbitrary design system where X is go. X is correct. Yeah, um, like what what was what was Sony thinking when they put the cancel button as like the most accessible button? Like the bottom one is like yeah, I know. the yeah. one that's easiest for your thumb to get to, right? Like why well, they do Well it's that? interesting because um the PlayStation controller was designed with those actual icons having um specific meanings. So triangle was supposed to be a point of view. Circle and X were supposed to be yes no. And square was supposed to be like a piece of paper. It's supposed to be a menu button. So like they designed all those buttons on the PlayStation controller with sort of a use, but like oh, none of those are used for it. I think triangle's always menu, right? Like <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I mean, what's the poor start button? Start button going to do if it doesn't bring up the menu? Yeah, I don't know. It's always sharp like a triangle, right? <laughs> it's like play. Mm. <laughs> I don't get it. Whatever. Mm. I mean, are there other sort of like video game conventions worth talking about? Like the locations of like the minimap icon, for instance. I feel like that's usually in the top left, but not always. Like HUD layouts in general, though. Mm. Isn't it top right? I think it depends a yeah, lot. Yeah, I want to say top right. You yeah. know one thing I, I was thinking of, though? I always try to think. Go ahead. Uh, this, is a, uh, this is something I've seen in playtesting the uh, 3D worlds that I work on. Um, just the idea of first-person perspective can be a trip for some people. Um, when they tested, when I had some coworkers test the thing, they were like, how do I zoom? Like I zoomed into this wall. How do I get out? And I'm like, zoom? You're, you're like in a, you're in a character. You're, you're walking around. You're not zooming. Why'd you use that word? What's happening inside your head? What is your mental model of this situation? <laughs> Why did you say this terrible thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just very illuminating. They were zooming the, in. They were zooming. Yeah. In hand. I thought they were controlling the camera, not in hand. It's interesting. <laughs> So were they not like moving like side to side or anything? They just moved like forward and they were like, yes, this is working correctly. <laughs> pretty pretty much, yeah. Um, also just the idea of like WASD. Then, were they using like, a controller or a keyboard? I think they were using a keyboard, right? They were on my lap on the laptop. Yeah. Um, sometimes they were using the VR device, but that was actually more intuitive for them. Um, 
that sort of, that sort of depended. Mm. But yeah, like your WASD and then like WASD is forward back because a lot of people want to go to the arrow keys. I ended up having to like allow you to use both. But then if you're if you're using your right hand on the arrow keys, you don't you have to use your off hand to like control the the looking with the, either the like the fucking trackpad or or a mouse. So like we also had to kind of gently coax people into mm-hmm. the gamer the gamer pose as we started to call it, which is like right, left hand on the WASD and yeah. right hand on the mouse. That's like a whole thing. What monster uses the arrow <laughs> keys? Non gamers yeah. do, man. Well, you run into that a lot with uh, with children in my day job i do a lot of kids games and like <clears throat> like disney junior their, their stuff is all for like three to five year olds and it's like they can't read they can barely use a controller <laughs> they can't do much so you you like i guess a lot of kids nowadays are okay with using the arrow keys or whatever but like a lot of times we'll have wasd and the arrow keys both work um because some kids will get it and they'll use left and right um but also thankfully like most of the time kids are using a phone now so like a lot of the controls are just super simple so you just like tap anywhere on the screen to do the thing and if mm-hmm. it needs to be something special you can have a big honking button that's like the <laughs> whole right side a chunk you know you're like okay they could push it and they could do that you know <laughs> which is why endless runners are so great people love those and you know tap the jump super easy to charge do, a microtransaction to your credit card runners? press this giant button kids love them yeah they're like, because they don't know no better. Because <laughs> yeah, they're idiots. <laughs> Look at these yeah. stupid kids. Yeah, it's Spider-Man. He's running. All right. <laughs> great. I guess. <laughs> Sounds great. I wanted to go back to the first person perspective thing, I think, because we're, you know, we as gamers are so used to the idea of a first person game. Fucking gamers, like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we're gamers. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, if you, if, if you step out, step back a little bit, a first-person thing in a game is not really like real life, right? Like in a game, most no. games, at least, you don't like. If you look down in a game, you don't see your legs and your body, right? So if someone sees a first a perspective, but there's no like sense of where you are in the environment or what you are, they would kind of assume it's just the camera or something, right? Because that's kind of what you just see a perspective moving around. It's kind of a camera shooting an environment, right? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like first-person perspective is actually weirdly disembodied. If you can see your character in a third-person perspective, you then can empathize and kind of feel what they're feeling by looking at that. But if you're in their head, you literally can't. And, and, you, and there's nothing, it's, since it's only visual and it's only in a little box, you don't get all like that sense of like peripheral vision or, or like sense, like this subtle, you know, hearing. And it's a really good point. You're so smart. Thanks. I guess it's like, it's like uh, people are so, you know, their media literacy is generally uh movies and tv and movies and tv shoot things in like third person so when they see a video game that's how they expect to like you know they're like oh this is on a tv i experience things on tvs usually in third person they don't you don't you don't make movies in first person <laughs> except There's for a couple hardcore or what is it yeah. uh yeah hardcore quake Harry. yeah quake quake has that one scene yeah no Harry doom, doom? Doom. I'm sorry, Doom. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, fuck, yeah. Quake has a movie? <laughs> I always watch the Quake movie, Doom. too. This, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, cinematography does first-person viewpoint occasionally, but it's never, like, literally within the eyes of the viewer, right? But there will be, like, the close-up on their face and then close-up to, like, what they're Very looking at. Rarely. Mm. Yeah, Very rarely. Or it'll be, like, a kind of tiny thing. It's like, oh, here's a POV shot. Oh, I'm looking at, I'm shots, looking yeah. at a, a button. 
Yeah, but then they'll like go back to third person. Or a you know, they won't like whatever. Male gaze. Yeah. <laughs> the butt. Look at his buns. <laughs> Some voice acting right there. Yeah, we want to get real, real greasy with it. They could be any kind of buns, you know. We don't know. Maybe it's a hamburger bun. Get your mind out the gutter. <laughs> Says Roushy. Pressed together. <laughs> what is happening? What has happened to us? Do you think Juicy True Hands Roll Pressed together dot com is a website that's available? Maybe Probably. just Juicy Hams. Look at Hams. You have you have the internet, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to do that right now. <laughs> See you later in my own time. <laughs> In my personal time, I shall yeah. look up the juicy hams. URL. I'll be in my quarters. Great. They got me for stupid ass reasons. Andy really appreciated that one. Wearing like a smoking jacket and being like, I should be in my quarters. And then you adjourn to like a really nice computer and you like type in juicy buns. (laughs) (laughs) That's me smoking a pipe. pipe. Smoking a pipe. Oh, that was so stupid. Mm. You know, I've looked at smoking jackets. Like, I really want to get one. You should. You should wear it to the podcast. Yeah. So and only to the podcast. Yeah. That's right. You should get it monogrammed. Yeah. <laughs> and also like one of those bubble pipes as well. Yeah. We should we should use our our Radmars funds to all get monogrammed uh, smoking jackets and we yeah. wear them during the podcast. Yes. <laughs> oh, delightful. Good day, sir. <laughs> we can season afford three. that. That's what we'll do. We'll all be. We'll, we'll be able to afford that in like season twenty. <laughs> At this rate, yeah. So you yeah, can probably afford t- like half of one right now <laughs> to make a joke that only we will get yeah. and will not translate to the audio yeah. medium. And they're like, "Hey guys, we're totally wearing smoking jackets right now. You can tell because we're on a podcast and you can only hear our voices. Mm-hmm. You can hear the richness in our presentation. Yeah, yeah, it'll prove mm. our audio performances. What were we talking about? So, uh, we were talking gaming, about games literacy. I guess. Hey, yeah. gaming games literacy. So, uh, I was just going to ask you guys, like... Is there other kinds of shits, like... like cracks in the wall? Cracks in the wall? <laughs> yeah, cracks in the wall. Blow them up! Bam! Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do cracks in the wall mean? It means you can mm-hmm. blow it up, and there's a secret behind it. It's yeah. always fun. Mega Salad. They and uh, Zola. They cemented the walls, but they didn't have a chance to paint them. Why don't you look for a place where the walls are a different color? <laughs> Thanks, Colonel. No, wait. Great Fox some... tells you that, right? Uh, didn't sound like Colonel. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a weird question. <laughs> so there, if you're someone who makes video games for a living, you kind of like develop like a super mm-hmm. literacy. Have you ever noticed that? Like I've I've been able to like a super illiteracy. No, super literacy. I am the opposite super of illiteracy. <laughs> <laughs> so like I don't know. I can I can often I think sometimes understand the like developer's intention behind something with like the small clues that they might have put together and then like very quickly be like oh yeah of course so like there's two games that that made it a little makes things a little too easy um one was monument valley um monument valley puts you, you know that game it's like the mc escher painting come to life game where you like yep. change the perspective and it changes yeah. the 3d environment based on which direction you're looking at it from it's yeah, a puzzle I, game. I thought it was incredibly easy 
You know, one reason I think it was incredibly easy is because they put very specific clues, like where you need to stand. They like marked off little areas in the level that were like kind of the key points. And I noticed that very quickly. And then I was able to be like, okay, developer wants me to stand here to do something. Okay. Now I stand here. Now I stand here. Level's done. Um, mm. uh, hard space actually has this too. It has semi-obvious places in a, in a few places that like, it's like cut here. Like it kind of looks like decoration, but I'm like, well, they put that line there for a reason because all the de all design is done for a reason. So I'm gonna cut there, and I'm like, yep, that worked out real well. I don't know if you guys experienced anything like that before. One thing I was thinking about when you brought up this topic was the kind of almost like sixth sense. There's like obvious tells for this, but like when you sense a boss is is next. Yeah. Like the game <laughs> gives you a bunch of ammo and a bunch of health, and there's a save point. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Oh no. Uh -huh. I better fucking save. Yeah. I also feel like save points as well are definitely part of literacy. Yeah. You turn yeah. a corner and you see a save point. You're like, uh, mm, what are you doing here? I don't know about <laughs> you're that. You're ominous. It's actually kind of too soon. The other one, usually they're more spaced apart. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there's a big open space right like in front of me. I just hit one back there yeah why is the like... shopkeeper here why did you just give me all my ammunition and health back What's but also eventually you get to that point where you're like oh shit okay this is the intended path i gotta back up yes because there's some mm -hmm. fucking secrets i gotta go look for that's right and you're yeah, like it fucks things mm -hmm. up that bright ass hallway with the light shining through can't go there yet we gotta go down six different dark hallways first and check <laughs> where all there's the nothing yeah and then you're like, maybe there'll be a little piece of dirt on the bottom. You pick it up and it's like collected one dung piece. And you're like, yes. That, I, hate, I hate that so much because that always happens to me. I'm like, oh, oh, no, I can't progress yet. Like I got to I miss must have missed shit. And like the developer is like sitting there, like watching my playthrough. And he's just like, God, fucking damn it. There is literally nothing else. I, I turned off all the lights in the corridors so you sh wouldn't go in there, and now you're spending time going back through every single one. Just go through the goddamn door. It's got a big light. Just go through the door! <laughs> it's like, maybe there's a juice potion in there. You have 57. You've never drank one. You're never going to drink one. <laughs> you have 95 elixirs. You don't need another one. <laughs> I kind of feel like, on the other hand, the developer's like, wow, I'm so glad that you're exploring every inch of my synthetic world that I created just for you. In no, order only, only the environment the... artist is saying that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, somebody noticed me. He's yeah. like, oh, there's a candle on the wall. That's cute. Most other people are like zooming through. They're like, I don't give a shit. Let me find the boss. You're like, it took me 70,000 hours to make that castle. You're not even going to look at yeah, the that's... rose painting? <laughs> that's my grandma. That's almost... <laughs> It's almost like a dark pattern of games literacy, right? Is that we've been trained to just explore everywhere because games would, you know, put a, we put a hallway there. I guess we put an item at the end of it. So now yeah. we're, we're, we've trained ourselves to just hyper explore everything, even though that's not really a good use of time most yeah. of the time. And pick up everything as well. Because mm -hmm. it's like, I'm just remembering my sort of experience through Witcher 3, and it's just like, Grab, 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 grab. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, my family's starving and there's a monster outside killing everyone. Apple, cheese, bread. Blankets, blankets, blankets. Well, that's one of my favorite things about games like Skyrim, too, where they have like a weight limit. So, like, yeah. you, you, everyone gets to that point that when they first play Skyrim, right? Where they're like, suddenly they can't move and they're like, what? And they open up the inventory, and there's like 17 <laughs> cheese wheels and 37 rakes. And you're I like, was literally <laughs> just going to say cheese wheels. Why is it cheese wheels? 
because they weigh so much. Yeah, they're really heavy. <laughs> and you always pick them up because you're like, damn, that looks like good cheese wheel. <laughs> Actually, I think they did something really clever with that. There's like a super heavy ring or like an item like under a lake. So like you swim down to go get it and you pick it up. <laughs> and like you can't leave and you drown. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty evil and awesome asshole <laughs> oh, I, I mean that's another sort matter. of video game convention mm-hmm. like eating food in order to regain health yeah. and also like eating obscene amounts of food it's like cheese wheel oh, yeah. do you think it's with Castlevania did anyone do it before wall chicken um, I bet it was wall chicken <laughs> yeah I mean Pac-Man it's just worth points no health Yeah. thank, thank health god I watched uh Sequelitis, because I would not know what you meant by wall chicken. <laughs> For those who don't know, oh. <laughs> if you play the, the old the old classic game Castlevania, you can punch little tiles out of the wall, and sometimes there's an edible chicken, a cooked chicken inside for you to eat by punching a hole in the wall. That's wall yeah. chicken. Whole chicken. Yeah, you want to talk about the, bad uh, game design. There's no fucking telegraph where the wall chicken no. is. You gotta sit there banging your whip against all the walls. Yeah. And that's also why we ended up in the way, like the way we are, is because of we were trained by bullshit like that, Mm. like shitty design, like taught us you have to just walk around everywhere, tapping every single wall, hoping one of them was like a secret door. Fucking adventure games, my god! Legend of Zelda, you have to burn every bush, you have to place a bomb next to every cave. Yeah, it's very important. Jeez, I mean, even Mario games, right? Because you have the invisible blocks that you have to jump up into. Uh, they can be almost mm-hmm. anywhere. Rude. <laughs> God, I'm just is... having flashbacks to uh, Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah, where that's again, what I was there's thinking. no, yeah, there's no indication of where the secret is. And also, the game has the audacity to tell you at the end of the level you missed six out of the seven <laughs> secrets. Like, <laughs> yes. What the fuck? I couldn't find any of them. <laughs> I literally was just walking, pressing every single wall. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Bad. Terrible. We're past that era, right? (laughs) (laughs) Nazis. Shoot them up. We're not not past the era of... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just such an easy villain, right? I fucking love that stupid game. What was it? It, it, Wolfenstein Youngblood? Is that the one we're playing, Andrew? Yeah. That's uh, that's a great one. Where, like, uh, (laughs) the intro cutscene, your character shoots a Nazi in the head and starts throwing up. And her sister starts <laughs> laughing at her, and then they all start like, throwing up together. It was really weird. It was our game. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, Great. It's, it's it's very strange tonally. It doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But you shoot a lot of Nazis in that game, so sounds hmm. like the perfect game. Mm-hmm. A lot of bullet sponges. Oh yeah, I guess that's also a bit of sort of game literacy. It's like devaluing murder in terms of like you kill so many people in so many games. Like, and it means absolutely nothing to you. Um, and I don't know if that's just sort of like, you know, obviously game design, you have to kill lots of baddies and whatnot. But in Path of Exile, like there was a quest where you're supposed to return somebody's wedding <clears throat> ring. And you're like, yeah, or engagement ring, because they're like, yeah, I decided, you know, that this our relationship is too complicated, so I can't do this anymore. So please send this. He'll know what it means. He's in prison. And so you go and do it, but in the process of returning the wedding ring, you probably murder about 300 people. And it's just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's sad. They're guards or something. I don't know. They they do what they signed up for. I mean, another weird thing is like the idea that in a game you're handed a gun and you can shoot someone once and they don't die. That's, you know, weird. 
Mm. Yeah, just the concept. <laughs> you got to shoot them a whole lot. <laughs> like the yeah. idea of like, and like also any, like having yeah. a health bar. You're completely fine until you have zero health. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. right. Like totally cool, totally cool, and then dead. Yeah. In Division Two, in particular, where it's like I've got a minigun and I'm shooting bullets into the boss's head. Yeah. And the health is going down just a little bit. You want to talk about a clash of tone, right? Like that game, everything (laughs) is so realistic. Like you have real world guns and you have grungy real world knee pads and you're shooting a human dude, but he's a tank. So he's got a lot of health and you're like, it's a man. I shot him with a sniper (laughs) rifle. He should be dead. No, you need to get 17 headshots. Actually, Uh, his helmet's really strong. (laughs) His head's really thick, like the bone in his head. Like I could get it if I'm shooting a demon, like in Doom or whatever. Sure. Right. Yeah. That demon probably doesn't even feel pain. He's from hell. Whatever. I got to shoot him with six shotgun shells. Great. Perfect. Um, But but a dude, a regular dude, Mm, maybe not. But I don't know. (laughs) maybe maybe not uh well i guess i, I had mean i've never been hit. shot with a gun before so how would i know <laughs> i assume six maybe shotgun shells to the chest is unnecessary you, you don't know if you're a tank man until you try yeah. <laughs> what if I, you I can found guarantee out? you i'm level one i've never killed a boar i've never done a fetch quest oh maybe i did a fetch quest actually so i don't know like does college my college education count? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're actually higher level than you realize. Yeah, <laughs> someone shoots you and you're like, "Oh, yeah. I'm a tank." Wow. <laughs> but then you try and fight them, and it turns out they're also a tank. Everyone yeah. is a tank. Or really, you just haven't put any of your points in. So you're level thirty-seven. And you should be able to fight a bear, but like you have zero points put into strength. <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, it's oh, all no. in determination, Mike. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, so it's when your friend falls, you then you go Super Saiyan. <laughs> it's all because you can't find the right button to press in order to bring up the menu yeah. to allocate your points. <laughs> oh, I was on F4 this whole time. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, that was a wonderful. Did we solve it? <laughs> I think, I think solved, we might we have got it. solved video games yeah. literacy. If you have listened to this podcast... You are now games literate, I promise. You're literate. <laughs> or you're just dumb now. If you're listening to this podcast, you are already games literate. Yeah. Most likely. Probably. Maybe not. Uh, I can't imagine anyone listening to this podcast in general, so. <laughs> <laughs> I edit it and I can't oh, imagine only. that. <laughs> All right, let's well, take a break. We, are we taking a break? <laughs> cool. Welcome back. Do you guys want to do... Hey, check this out. Check this out. Oh, yes. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I'm even going to lead off with something that's so dumb, it's going to set the bar to see if anyone else can come up with something dumber. <laughs> Shoot. So I have a tiny, I have a tiny, tiny dog. And uh, so it is a six pound uh, papillon. And so even the smallest dog treats are too large for it. And so I've been cutting them in quarters with a knife previously. 
Not and I had hand. a bright. I could tear them apart with my hand too. That works too. Uh, but I had a bright idea just the other day, and I bought a multiple pill cutter from Amazon, oh and I'm God. using that to cut up his pills Jesus or cut Christ. up his treats. <laughs> and it is much faster, and it is brilliant. So if you have a small dog and you need to cut up treats for it, get a multiple pill cutter. It'll be great. Do you have a brand that you can like rep? <laughs> uh, I can look it up. Uh, it's going to take me a moment, though. Oh. We'll come back to you. Yeah. All right. At the end of the episode. Be like, what's that brand name? Tell me. Oh, yeah. Tell me which one you bought. Yeah. And I'm sure that we can edit it in afterward. Let's. Oh, there we are. Returns I'm sure I will. <laughs> uh, let's see. Pill Cut. That was the name of the brand. Wow. Should have known. <laughs> They're really good at it. They probably just make the one thing. The nose. Yep. Yeah. We do one thing only. Cut pickles. Yeah. <laughs> pickles? A subsidiary of cutter. <laughs> and it's like C-U-T-T-R. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and that'd be if Hottie it was stars. a website in the year 2000. I was going to say, that'd be if it's like an app. C-U-T-R. Yeah. yeah. I don't well, know. it has a companion app. What do they do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you can look at your pets right. online. Whatever. Fuck this stupid yeah. joke. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got something dumber? Who's got something dumber? Yeah. I got something dumber. I have a TikTok for you. Oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> Mike, you'll know which one it is. Oh, which one? Which one though? There's it's, like seven of them. It's a it's a big breakfast. Yeah, big breakfast. <laughs> it's a it's a Patricia, guy who makes. Daddy wants a big breakfast. <laughs> it's a guy who makes songs that are stupid and funny, and uh, his name on TikTok you can find him. It's at. Tom Cardy, C T O M C A R D Y. He's like Australian or something, or New Zealand. I think Australian. And it's just a song about him um buying or getting ordering a, a big breakfast where he go, wherever he goes. And it makes him <laughs> sick. <laughs> Cause he regrets it. But he still does it. And it's like like a like a different kind of big breakfast because it's like got hashed brown <laughs> yeah it's a little <laughs> bit foreign baked beans another hashed brown sausage baked, the baked beans makes me feel like he's english regret he's english yeah <laughs> it's gotta be right maybe they maybe the australians also have yeah it's it's not he's not english he's definitely australian or something mm. oh, okay we're gonna look that up. I gotta see what their big breakfast is like. Probably that. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you really liked this one, Andy, because you rarely you reached out to me like individually and sent me this video. <laughs> I have like been so sending much. it to everybody. <laughs> Did everybody get a, a message from Andy this week for for that? I got with that TikTok. I don't, I don't think I did not. Oh. I didn't. Wow, oh, you didn't, I didn't see it on Trevor Twitter, or though. Andrew. They're not your friend. They're not true friends. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I might not have their numbers. I might have Fort's number. Mm. Andy sent me a message, and then there was like six different TikToks for the same guy. I was like, <laughs> click, click, click. <laughs> the only thing I said was, that's a lot. <laughs> Andy and I had a long discussion about this guy's nationality. Oh, very good. Mm. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll go next, I guess. Um, so I've been, I, uh, this has been a really good season for anime. So I have yet another one to, uh, to recommend that started out this spring. It's called To Your Eternity. Um, 
the premise is kind of strange, but basically some unknowable deity type character creates a perfect white sphere that like he sends down to earth and it can like experience things and like de- develop its its like knowledge over time so it has the ability to sort of take on knowledge and take on the forms of different things so like it starts off as a rock and then encounters like a wolf and then can can become a wolf for a while and then it starts it kind of just goes off and it's so it's like it starts as like literally a blank slate both like at, like physically but also mentally and then the story is sort of like about people and places that this thing encounters and it eventually like develops its own personality over time and stuff. It's very beautiful, interesting, um, great storytelling. Like all the side characters uh, you meet are amazing and it can be like really like tragic and tear jerking and really like fun at the at, at other points. So just a really, really overall really great anime. It's called to your eternity. I feel like that's like the, I, I became a slime or whatever. It's like the same story, right? Exactly the same. Just watch that instead. You can like turn into other things <laughs> and, and it's like yes. stupid and funny. The tone is way different. Yeah. He's <laughs> not an isekai, right? He's not like, it's not yeah. like this orb was a man who died in our, our world and then got reincarnated into a JRPG. It's like literal blank slate. Mm. Mm. This well, doesn't sound as funny. You should. I'll just watch the slime one. You know, it's it's really early on in the story, but supposedly, like, it's like two year eternity is like almost a literal thing. It's supposed to eventually, I think, span a really, really long period of time because this character is immortal. Mm. Yep. Well, that's great. I'm going next. Yep. <laughs> Talk about anime. <laughs> I played an anime fighting game all weekend. Guilty Gear Strive just came out. I played a lot of that. You want to see big muscles and big everything fighting? (laughs) (laughs) They say. (laughs) Everything's big here in Guilty Gear Strive. Potemkin Buster. His arms are the size of a car. Um, Is he roughly the size of a barge, would you say? He eats 12 dozen eggs. (laughs) It says in 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 the info that he weighs 2,800 pounds. Uh, wow. and he's like eight foot three <laughs> Ab- absolute unit yeah. i'm sure that's because of the armor i hope it's because of the armor maybe not though i don't know he could just be really that big anyway it's an anime fighting game and it's good and it's great and it's really cool if you've ever been interested about a 2d fighter which i have been for a while it's a good one to get into and dip your toe into that water because there's a lot of cool things that'll teach you how to play the game or you could yeah. not also the soundtrack is amazing yeah also, the art is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly, I wanted to play it just because the game is so fucking good looking. I, I love it. Look it up on the internet. Guilty Gear Strive. So, is it out or is it early access? It's out. Just came out on Friday for PC. I think oh, it came okay. out a few days earlier for console. Um, okay, because I knew you were playing it, but I was like, isn't it not out or something? Yeah, they had like a beta like... a few months ago. And I I played the beta, and I was like, this game's cool. Why don't I play it? So Andrew and I have been beating up each other. Mm -hmm. Was it a few months ago? Maybe it was a few weeks ago. I don't know. It feels like it was at least a month ago. Oh, my God. Time. What Beta beta 2 was in May, yes. Holy shit. Mm. Time and space are fucked. I also got this thing. I don't know if I ever showed it to you guys, but I got this thing. 
You guys can't see it oh, on yes. the internet, but imagine Ooh. a big arcade stick. We had a, lots of buttons we on We talked it. about it on the podcast. We talked about it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I don't think I ever did. Yeah, but he didn't have it at the time. Oh. oh, yeah, maybe it wasn't here yet at the time. I don't know. Mm, right. But... I see. Yeah. Fighting games. Our avid listeners are like, no, you fucking did see it. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet at us. Tell us we're wrong. Tweet don't. at us at Team Redmore. I mean, yeah, I guess. Does anyone even check that? Tweet at us. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Tweet us about anything. Yeah. Once. Just yeah. once. <laughs> I'd like to get a tweet. Yeah. We're like, fuck you. We're like, okay. <laughs> All right. You did it. I'll be in my quarters. <laughs> <laughs> the best response to a tweet that says, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I'll be in my quarters. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you inviting me? Is that an invitation? Is yeah. I think it is. It? Yeah. I guess it would work or better if treat? it said, go fuck yourself. Then it would, you know, <laughs> yeah. it would make more sense nice. at least. You know. <laughs> oh my God, Ford, take us home, please. Yeah, all right. Speaking of uh, Guilty Gear, and we talked about controllers. I got a new controller. It's called the 8BitDo uh, Pro 2. It's a controller for a Switch, but it also works on PC and I think Android and Mac. Um it's really cool. It's got like the standard kind of dual shocky layout with the two analog sticks. It's got a real D-pad. Um, it's got two back buttons that you can program to do whatever you want. Ooh, this nice. is a cool controller. Uh, mostly I got it because my fucking Joy-Con is starting to drift and it makes playing Monster Hunter absolutely miserable. Mm. Uh, so I decided to just buy a new controller. Um, unfortunately, it's a little hard to find. I had to like jump on like when it like suddenly came back in stock on Amazon. But um, hmm. yeah, it's just a cool controller for Switch. I didn't realize you were playing Monster Hunter. What's your HR? Uh, seven. I haven't done like any H- HR seven quests yet. Nice. You're of... about the same as me. We should play together. Cool. Yeah, we've been talking. I think we've we've been threatening to play Rashi <laughs> and, and I and, and Brennan, but we haven't yet. What but... weapon do you use? Me. Uh, great sword mostly. Mm. I like great sword and switch axe. So I guess I'd play switch axe if you were playing great sword. Good. I was just hoping that none of you played Samurai Sword, and I'm like, I got something else to do. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> You're high enough level, you can get flinch free. That's true. Come on. Mm. I don't know what you just said. Samurai Sword is notorious <laughs> for like people like Ungabunga just like swinging it around like a crazy person. And there's no like damage in Monster Hunter, but like if you hit your teammates, like it'll, you can send them flying. <laughs> so like, <laughs> wait, there's no damage? Uh, no team damage. There's no friendly fire. Oh, I see. Oh, but gotcha. like, there's friendly hitting. So like, <clears throat> yeah. I, I accidentally do this a lot where I have like a, there's a thing called a gun lance, and you can fire like a big cannon shell that does a lot of damage. And if one of your teammates gets hit by it, they go like fucking miles. Like, <laughs> like sorry. <laughs> Oops. So can you actually use this as like a form of transportation? It's like we know that the monsters of the ridge over there. So just you know, hold real skill. I've never tried <laughs> it. Like Billy has a long cooldown. Yeah, I've never tried it, but maybe. I did, see a video. Yeah. I, I did see a video of two people in the training area with two people with hammers and there's a third person in the middle and they were playing tennis with the person. There we go. Now that's new sports that's creativity. Great. Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at a Mindler. Where can people find you guys? You can find me also on Twitter. I'm at the Brendo. I'm also on Twitter at Heckbringer. You can find me on Twitter at Redhesion, also soundcloud.com slash adhesion and adhesion.bandcamp.com. And you can contact with all of us 
at Team Red Mars on Twitter, RedMars.com, and RedMars.itch.io. So you can say hi, or don't. Or you can say, fuck you, please don't. That's mean. Or maybe. <laughs> I don't know. If you do it, I'll know that's because I told you to do it, and it's not mean. So, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Reverse, reverse psychology. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, music in this episode. Oh, credits time. <laughs> uh, music in this episode and all our episodes is by Andrew Ford. And this episode was edited by Andy Mindler. Yes. Sadly, this is true. <laughs> well, we did it. We did, we did it. it. We solved everything and we solve podcasts again, once again, every week. Just fucking... Somebody unsolved podcasts while we were gone, those fuckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. We just had to do it again. Tune in next week when we solve it yeah. yet again. We clean up the mess that you made. <laughs> that we made. <laughs> it becomes unmade every week. Mm-hmm. We fix it. Like a bed in my quarters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.